The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kushner from Bet Center uh, with Bet Center here and VSIN, the, sport, the uh, sports betting network. Okay, here we go. Holden Kushner hanging out with you. Check out the uh, Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers if you get a shot. Uh, I really appreciate that. I talk all Denver sports, Colorado sports as well. So that's what we got going on there. Again, the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. No read there. So, uh, Wisconsin and Michigan, we already talked about that game. And with Wisconsin and Michigan, again, it's all about Jawan Howard. Wisconsin gets the win. They're right up there in a three-team race to try and win the Big Ten. There were some other games going on. And speaking of the Big Ten, Purdue was in action today. Uh, Fifth-ranked Purdue now 24-4. and So let's recap a little bit of the action from today. And there's a few games I want to talk about coming up tomorrow. And then I want to double-check that and run that past Greg Peterson, who's going to join me in about 15 minutes right now from now on Bet Center. So here's what we got uh, 84 72. Purdue gets the win today. Jaden Ivey did it again, 25 points. Uh, Scarlet Knights had, had, they've been really, really good against ranked teams recently. They'd won his last four games against top 25 teams. So a lot of people gave Rutgers a nice shot. I know that Peterson had Rutgers plus 12 and a half today. So we'll talk to him about him hitting that one. But, you know, uh, it, it was a big day from the line, 15 of 18 for the Boilermakers. And again, this uh, this is just a nasty team. I think Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, obviously these are the three cream of the crop. I'll still put Wisconsin up there. I think that they can make that run in the tournament. But we'll talk to Peterson about it too. Uh, another ranked team. Nobody's talking about Providence. Providence is now 22 and three. They're the eighth ranked team in the nation. They're going to move up the polls uh, final and overtime today. So they go to Butler. The Bulldogs are having a down year. They're just 13 and 15. So Bulldogs having a rough year over the final two, 22 minutes of this game. Check this out. Final 22 minutes of this game. The Friars, they led for a, what, a minute and 42 seconds. They were playing from behind the whole time. They were down, they were up 4-2, and they were down the rest of the game. And they went 4-24 from the field. Then Nate Watson took over. Watson with 22 points. He had the putback, and that would do it. 71-70 in overtime. Number eight, Providence getting the victory. Then we move on to 
Houston and Wichita State. So double overtime game today. This was a blast. Now, Wichita State drops to 13-11, but Houston, they were a firecracker last year, and I, I like how they're looking this year. At 22-4, and Jawan Roberts dunks it home with, what, 1.3 seconds remaining? Roberts' only basket of the day was a putback dunk that ended up winning the game. That was spectacular. Um, so that's it. Uh, you had Wichita State falling today, and again, another Double overtime game with Houston ending up winning this afternoon. So I have a few games here that I've handicapped. Some are going to be passes. Some are going to be plays. And with the Denver CityCast, what I do is talk a lot of college basketball. I love college basketball. A lot of people think that betting is done after the NFL season. Like, there's nothing to bet on. And I don't understand why that is uh, unless you're just an NFL fan. But most NFL fans I know like other sports. So if you're a better and you're saying to yourself, gosh, I really miss the NFL. You know what? I do, too. I miss the NFL. I wish the NFL was still here. Uh, But it's not. There's other great events. The greatest sporting event in this country. March Madness, right around the corner. We got the second half of the NBA plus the playoffs. The Stanley Cup playoffs are coming up. We've got some big PGA Tour events. There is a lot to bet on, even when the NFL isn't playing. And and trust me, I'm going to go straight D-Gen mode when the USFL comes back. I will be betting the USFL. You better believe it. I will be researching it. And it is something that I will be investing in. Anyways, back to college basketball. Let's bring it to where I was now. Many of you probably say, Idaho State, where the hell is that? Northern Colorado, where is that? All right, Idaho State's in a town called Pocatello. And Northern Colorado is a town called Greeley. And it's in eastern Colorado. And it looks like Kansas, Nebraska. Not a great place. Uh, and this is a guy that went to the University of Kansas. So anybody in Kansas, don't knock me right now. Anyways, uh, Idaho State is a bad basketball team. They are 12 and a half point dogs. 145 is the total. The problem is, and this is a big sky game, and I do follow big sky basketball. Why? Because the books just don't handicap it well, especially with team totals, but sides and game totals as well. Now, Idaho State beat the Bears 61-58 last week in Pocatello. Uh, that was not supposed to happen, and it's very frustrating watching this Northern Colorado team, but now, Northern Colorado has won five of six. That one loss was to Idaho State. They're 15 and 12, 10 and five in the big sky, fourth place there. And the Idaho State Bengals, that's their nickname, they are six and 19, four and 12. The guy you need to know from Northern Colorado, Dylan Coots. If you're betting this game, you better know who he is. He averaged about 21 points and three assists a game. The Bears of Northern Colorado, 329th in points allowed. 329th. They do not play any defense. Problem is, if you want to bet the over here, Idaho State doesn't shoot the ball. They don't shoot it well, and they don't shoot it often enough. They are 320th out of 358 teams in Division One in offense. Yeesh. The Bears, though, are 11th in effective field goal percentage. They average 78 points per game. That is 30th in NCAA basketball. Idaho State is atrocious on the road. Atrocious on the road. They are 1-12 and 12 away from home. So what am I doing with this game? It really is tough to trust uh, Northern Colorado on a side, even though they've won five of six and they are at home. Idaho State, though, is just such a bad 
basketball team. This could be a 20-point victory for the Bears. So my play tonight, and it might have one other play, actually, come to think of it. My play tonight, it's a big sky game. Again, I'm going to back Northern Colorado minus 12 and a half against Idaho State. All right, so two schools that half of you probably have never heard of. We'll get that out of the way to a couple of schools that you probably have heard of, and that would be Baylor at Oklahoma State. Woo, this is fun because Baylor's got a lot going on here. They've got a lot of injuries. They're still in the mix to win the Big 12. They're the defending national champions. They're five-point favorites at Oklahoma State with this, tie, this uh, total at 139. So again, Baylor two games behind Kansas in the Big 12, Four games to play, one head-to-head against the Jayhawks. Baylor's playing for a lot right now. Now, if you watch Baylor, their rotation is really short. Like They're playing six guys, maybe seven guys. It's a very, very tight rotation. So you know Baylor's going to be looking for the blowout. Just run the bench guys out there. Give some of their starters a little bit of a rest. Uh, Adam Flagler, knee injury. He's He's one of their big guards. He's likely out. LJ Cryer. He's he's out with a foot problem. Um, And these are the two guards that combine for 27 points per game. And they've both been out. And that's a big reason why Baylor isn't one of the top two or three teams in the nation. If they're healthy, they're one of the top two, three teams in the nation. But they're not right now. Uh, And they're already without Jonathan Chachua, who is a big time contributor to this team. So three major pieces that they won't have uh, in all likelihood in this game against Oklahoma State. Now, Ken Palm has the Bears as the number four team in the nation. They're the seventh most efficient offense in the nation. These dudes can score. They can score a lot. Now the Cowboys did beat Baylor though. It was an upset. Yes, it was. They beat Baylor on the road. Now they get the game in Stillwater. 61-54 last game. I don't see Okie State winning this game. Back in the Bears, minus five. One way to look at it. I'd prefer to bet this game live, though. See if I can get a better number on the uh, on Baylor. Maybe one and a half, maybe two. I don't need to jump in pregame at five. It's just not something I'm interested in doing. Uh, one other game, and there's there's actually three other games that I've handicapped. I want to talk about one other game, and then Greg Peterson's going to join me in about five, six minutes from now, would be Arizona State at UCLA. The Bruins, minus 14 and a half. And you know, light total at 133, 133 total here. UCLA is 19 and 5, 11 and 4 in the Pac-12. They destroyed Washington 76 to 50 uh, on Saturday, but Tiger Campbell was out 15 seconds into that game, so one of their big players was out early there. Campbell came back. Okay, it was a stinger. But you also didn't have Johnny Juzang playing for the Bruins, and you didn't have Cody Riley playing for the Bruins either. Juzang, sore hip, Riley, he got to sit some. Well, you got to look at the injury situation with UCLA before you bet this thing. You must do it because they've got a whole bunch of dudes that are banged up. Now, another one of these things that was just startling, Baylor losing to Oklahoma State. Well, Sun Devils, they've won four of six, and they had that triple overtime victory against UCLA on February 5th, which I know plenty of people in our business. We're back in UCLA in that game. And it was like, what in the hell just happened to us? What just happened? How do you lose to the Sun Devils? Triple overtime. That being said, though, the Arizona State offense is an absolute joke. They stink. 
65 points per game, 316th in scoring offense. They struggle on the road. We can dig into the team total there, likely looking at an under with Arizona State on their team total. Bruins minus 14 and a half. I could see them covering that too, but I'd rather go under on Arizona State's team total, but I'm not going to place a bet until I know exactly what is going on with the UCLA injury news. Guess what? Maybe Greg Peterson can help us. He's one of my favorite guys here at VEASAN. He hopped on the Denver City cast with me a couple of weeks ago. We're going to catch up with him. We'll talk about more of tomorrow's slate. Maybe look back at what happened earlier today. And I do want to get his thoughts on what happened with Juwan Howard and uh, Michigan and Wisconsin this afternoon. Again, Holden Kushner, host of the Denver City cast. Thanks for checking me out here on Bet Center, right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. And betting splits are just another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Again, Holden Kushner hanging out with you from the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, doing a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch more work here on the mothership, Vison. And uh, I'm telling you, one of my favorite guys here, and one of my favorite college basketball analysts out there, his name is Greg Peterson. Sleeps about three, what, three hours a week? Greg, is that where you are right now? Three hours a week, if we're lucky. Hey, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less, but. Money never sleeps, my friends, so very happy to do it and very happy to be on with you tonight. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Love talking with you. I just want to get your quick thoughts, not on Wisconsin and Michigan going forward, your quick thoughts on what happened with Juwan Howard and Greg Gard today. I think that it's a case in which you can't be too mad about the timeout because you did wind up having Michigan full court press if you're 
taking the mindset of playing the full 40 minutes. I'm not necessarily against that. That means that you want to put your players in the best position possible, whether they're starters, whether they be walk-ons like Wisconsin. So I mean, for Juwan Howard to pull the full, full court press, you're fine with that as long as you allow for the timeout to have everything that wound up happening after the game. That was not necessarily so great. Now, is Greg Gard completely in the clear on this? No, but at the same time, I think we can all agree Juwan Howard deserves a nice suspension and any other players that wind up throwing hands. Yeah, for me, I, I think it's just pretty simple. There's five games left in the regular season. Get Juwan out of here, here for the rest of the regular season. Anybody calling for him to be fired, it's cancel culture. That's just where we are. And you know what? You're right. Guard did. He, it, Howard just wanted to walk by him. Guard did not want him to walk by him. I think guard deserves a game or two, too. What are your thoughts on a suspension for him? I think a game would probably be fitting for Greg Gard. He's not completely innocent in this. Does Juan Howard certainly deserve more of a suspension? Absolutely. It's a case in which nobody was completely in the right in this one. I think you can decipher who was more in the wrong in this one. And I just still don't understand why you're overly mad about the timeout if you're Juan Howard just because the full court press was put on. But at the same time, that entire incident at the end of the day, I think we could all agree that was bad. I think it's just frustrated. His team's going to the NIT and they're getting their butts kicked again. So, you know, if I had to put two and two together, that's just where I would go. I want to get your thoughts on tomorrow's slate, though. Uh, you know, we got a nice, what is it, Monday? Is it a holiday slate? I don't even know what day it is anymore, Greg. I'm just, I love it's this Monday. college basketball. I love this season. Everything's good. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Indiana at Ohio State with Ohio State minus seven, minus 335 in the money line? 134 is the total here. Uh, is that seven a nice number to back the Buckeyes or a little bit too heavy? I think it's a little bit too heavy. Now, this is going to be a little bit of a wrench spot for Ohio State. You remember the first time these two teams played in January. Indiana was able to pull off a double-digit win. Ohio State was held to 51 points in that one. And I think that Ohio State is certainly going to be able to bust through and they're going to be able to score more than 51 in this game. I do think that it's going to be a slower, more controlled game. We've just been noticing it with Indiana. They don't really allow opponents to be able to break 70 on them. They themselves don't really get to 70. So they've done a nice job be able to hold down the fort. I do think that Trace Jackson Davis is going to be able to do a solid job in this game against each of Liddell, a pair of guys that give you two and a half blocks per game, a pair of guys that give you 18 plus points. You've got a little bit more stretchability with Liddell, but I do like Ray Thompson paired up with him as well. The big thing is, can the Indiana backcourt do a halfway decent job here because Malachi Branham has really been able to come on here lately for Ohio State last month, month and a half. He has been superb for them after being a little bit of an afterthought. You've got a lot of depth when it comes to that Ohio State backcourt. So I think Ohio State gets the job done. I set my line at five and a half. So here at seven, it's a take for me on Indiana. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to fade that game. I, I broke it down. I tried to come up with a bet. I just didn't like anything there. Now, normally, if I had a college basketball analyst on, I wouldn't go to the big sky. I'd say forget about it because the big sky, I pay attention to the big sky. You are the one guy that I yeah. can actually say, okay, off the cuff without asking him any to do any preparation, I can ask you about a big sky game. And I'm talking with Greg Peterson here from VEASAN, Idaho State, Northern Colorado. Idaho State stinks, Greg. They're awful away from home. They're one of the worst teams. They're one and 12 on the road. Um, the Bears, you know, they don't play any defense. But then again, I, Ohio, Idaho State doesn't play any offense. It was shocking when Idaho State had the win earlier this week. Minus 12 and a half for the Bears. 145 is the total. Any thoughts on this game, Mr. Peterson? 
You mentioned it, the fact that Northern Colorado wound up losing when these two teams wound up playing a couple days ago. I think that they're going to be out for revenge. Northern Colorado just was unable to hit threes in that game, and that's very unlike them. They shoot as a collective about 38.5% from three-point range. Drew Cookshouse had actually bled all of college basketball in total made threes during the 2019-20 season. You may recall Marcus Howard was actually number two in the country at that time, so tell, that tells you how well-traveled he is. But I'm willing to lay it here with Northern Colorado. I'm willing to lay up to 14 and a half with them, so up to two touchdowns here. When it comes to Northern Colorado, you do have Dalen Counts, who's able to give you 21 points per game. Kerr Junkich is going to be the best rebounder in this game with eight and a half boards. And ever since Robert Ford III has been on the fold, Idaho State has not had a single guy that gives you more than five rebounds per game in the fold. Terry Cool is the only guy on the team that is averaging more than seven and a half points per game. You mentioned it. Idaho State, they're absolutely terrible with regards to offense. Northern Colorado, they're efficient on offense, but at the same time, they're not necessarily a blazer when it comes to just getting a bunch of possessions per game. So set this total more around a 142.5 myself. So I'm looking under. I'm looking at Northern Colorado getting revenge. I'm laying the points. Ooh, we're on the same side. I'm feeling really good now. I'm not, I'm not going to throw two units on it. I'm not going to be irresponsible, but I feel much more comfortable when Peterson's on my side of these. And trust me, I've been burned by Northern Colorado a few times this year, but I'm going right back to the well. Uh, I was just talking about Arizona State and UCLA, and I have a hard time placing a bet here just because of the injuries. Tiger Campbell had the stinger. Of course, you got Juzang and Riley not playing against Washington. Arizona State, 14 and a half point dogs. 133 is the total in this game. Do you even bother uh, placing a bet on this game given the injury questions on the Bruins side? Yeah, because I'm looking at between 14 and a half and 15 here with Arizona State. You may recall they wanted pulling off the win a few weeks ago. I feel like anything north of 14 is going to be a take on Arizona State. They've been playing a little bit of better basketball recently. Now, knocking off Oregon State, everyone's knocking off Oregon State. I mean, for goodness sakes, they wound up losing at home to some of these lower-level teams like UC Davis. But with Arizona State, you got to give them a little bit of credit. They've been able to play a little bit better on defense, and they're a rebranded team. Typically with Arizona State, they're a team that they play quite a bit of offense. They really rely upon their backcourt. Now they've been looking down low a little bit more. Alonzo Gaffney has been a relatively solid rim protector for this team. You do have DJ Horn, who's shooting literally 97% of the free line, right around 37.5% from three. Kamani Lawrence should be able to do a solid job down low against the UCLA team that they don't have a single guy that gives you more than six rebounds per game. You mentioned the injury concerns. God, I think that a lot of those guys are going to be returning for UCLA, but at the same time, probably not going to be at 100%. So I'm looking at Arizona State. As long as I'm getting north of two touchdowns, I'm willing to take the points. Uh, my four-year-old son is supposed to be sleeping, but you do have a minion behind you, and it's his, his favorite thing. Yeah. It's his favorite movie. So congratulations on Despicable Me. You keep winning points with me, Peterson. What's your favorite bet on the board for tomorrow as we sit here late night on Sunday night? I'll be writing this up for DK Live slash DK Nation. I'm taking a look at Maryland laying between two and a half and three, depending on your book against Penn State. Penn State has been awesome at home. They have been awful on the road. Penn State, with regards to a points on a per possession basis, 12.1 points per 100 possessions fewer at, on the road than they are at home. And Maryland, they shoot over 80% at the free throw line. 
You know what they should be able to do? They should get a bunch more free throws than Penn State. Penn State, with regards to free throws, attempted on a per-possession basis in the road games. 356th out of 358 teams. They're also dealing with an injury to Greg Lee's missed each of the last four games. So that leaves them with one guy that really averages more than five rebounds per game. Maryland, they do a good job of being able to rebound by committee. Five out of their top six scores, giving you at least 4.3 rebounds per game. Maryland is coming off that nice win against Nebraska. Maryland has a little bit of something to prove because, as you know, Danny Manning, he wants to be able to get himself back into a head coaching role. He's taken over as the interim in this spot. And I do think that Maryland going to be able to come out with some fight. Home court advantage, very critical in the Big Ten. So look at that Maryland lane between two and a half and three. All right, calendar flips to March here in a few days, so I look forward to you not sleeping, and we'll see if you can stay alive uh, for another March, Greg. Thank you so much for hopping on, pal. It was a great hit, and I'm glad we're on the same side with Northern Colorado. Absolutely. Go Bears, and thank you so much for having me, Holden. Go Bears. Greg Peterson, uh, VEASAN's own college basketball analyst. Love it. Love it when I'm on a game, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I got this thing at 14 and a half. We got it at 12 and a half. Everything's good. All right, we're going to switch things up. We'll go back to the National Basketball Association. I want to talk about the NBA MVP because I've promised everyone in Denver every time I do a national show, I'm going to talk about the best basketball player in the world and the most valuable, Nikola Jokic. My name's Holden Kushner. This is Bet Center on VEASAN, the sports betting network. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. They hit the court for your cut of the cash with the FX Snowfall Kingpin Challenge. Play free in two fantasy hoops contests and battle for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes while the fight for LA rages on during season five of FX's Snowfall. So head to DraftKings.com backslash Snowfall to get in on the action. Snowfall returns February 23rd on FX. It's streamed on Hulu. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. And welcome back in to Bet Center. Holden Kushner with you, host of Veasan's Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Check it out. It is a uh, sports betting podcast focused on Denver and Colorado sports teams. Maybe you want to bet a team that uh, is from Denver or playing a Denver or a Colorado team. Check it out. If you like my voice, check it out. If you don't like me, check it out. Just check it out. The Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. You know, I was just doing that read here. And we we're talking about snowfall, right? I'm a huge daily fantasy sports player. It's called DFS. And all the guys over at my website at uh, Run Pure Sports, they do the, the DFS side. We also have the bet side, uh, Run Pure Bets. And when we did this collaboration, we got the bets guys and the DFS guys together. And most of us do both. But there a lot of the guys that have just been betting have never tried the daily fantasy side. And a few of the daily fantasy guys have not tried the betting side. And I will say this. For those of you that haven't tried it, 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 there's so much of a correlated skill set between being successful at daily fantasy sports and sports betting because you're using the same numbers. Now, to me, I use daily fantasy sports research to help me in my research for sports betting. 
And all the guys at the bet side that are never they're like, what are you talking about? When you are trying to build a lineup in daily fantasy sports, we're not talking year-long, season-long fantasy sports. This is every day you go out there, you build a lineup, you do the research, right? So when I'm building a daily fantasy sports lineup, what I'm doing is digging in like every single player, just numbers, numbers, numbers. And it's not something I would do. I wouldn't take as Mike as much of a micro approach player by player when it comes to sports betting. And this has helped me with my process. Now I dig into individual players. I'm digging in every single one of them. I mean, you really have to take every player into account. Now, I haven't, is there an algorithm? Is there an optimizer? Yes, there's all these different things. And really, if you're a sports better, unless you're just tailing people all the time, you should have your own process. Do you need an algorithm? I don't know if you need to go that far. There's a lot of great betters out there that don't, you know, go as far as using algorithms, advanced stats and stuff like that. But I like it. I, I enjoy it. So I would say check it out if you haven't. You know, if you're a better, I really do believe that the research you're putting into what you do for betting will translate to the daily fantasy side. And that research that you're doing for the daily fantasy side ultimately is going to give you more information, information knowledge, more information that you can apply to betting. So that's just my spiel here. I do I do daily fantasy sports. I mean, for every $5 I bet, I probably put $1 into DFS. So I'm a bigger better, but I do love the DFS, man. It's fun stuff. All right. You know what else I love doing? Talking about the NBA MVP, because I promised all my guys in Denver, anytime I do a national show on the mothership here, VEASAN, I'm going to talk about Nikola Jokic and why he should be the MVP of the National Basketball Association. Uh, he is the reigning MVP, by the way, and he's somehow having a better year this year than he did last year. Yeah. Uh, and the best part, <laughs> I saw this quote from Jokic after the game tonight. They said, do you do you like playing in the All-Star Games? Like, yeah. Not, not really. You know, I kind of like sitting on the bench and watching everything, which was fascinating to me. It's just a bunch of dudes playing pickup basketball, best players in the world. He's like, yeah, you know, in an all-star game, he really doesn't, his services are not valued by the crowd. Like you get a triple double in the all-star game. Who the hell cares? 10 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds. You get that. Nobody cares about a triple double in the all-star game. They care about Steph Curry hitting 17 threes and scoring 50 points tonight. That's what they care about. The guy that scores the most points is going to be in the mix to win the MVP. A guy like Nikola Jokic isn't. He does a little bit of everything great. So here we go. All I'm hearing from the East Coast guys, and if you're awake on the East Coast right now, Props to you. Thank you very much for staying up and watching this. Even in the central time zone, mountain time, you could deal with it. If you're in Pacific time, suck it up. Come on. It's not that late. It's 930 out there. Give me a break. But everybody in the East Coast is Joel Embiid. I've been an East Coast guy. I, I get it. I get it. I don't want to stay up till one in the morning, you know, five, six days a week just to catch the West Coast games. But when you're doing that, you're missing. You're missing out on the best player in the NBA. Now, there's LeBron, who was playing with the Lakers. You know, would people stay up late enough to watch LeBron? They'd probably watch a couple more games than they would for Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic just doesn't look the part. He's just a big, goofy guy, big, goofy white guy from uh, overseas. And he's not very athletic, at least from a, like a, a typical NBA standpoint. He can't jump very high. Like, his quickness is okay. He's not that fast. 
He doesn't even look like he's that coordinated. He's very coordinated. He doesn't look coordinated, but he's just not your, he's not the typical NBA guy. And here's the arguments I'm hearing for Embiid. He's better to, he is so much better defensively than Nikola Jokic. It's not even funny. Really? Is he? Because way I'm looking at it right now, Jokic, first of all, has taken his game to the next level defensively. He has worked hard on it. And I got a good story about that. But defensive efficiency, Jokic, 21st, Embiid, 19th. They're really not that far apart defensively. So for everybody saying, well, Embiid's a better defender, eh, not by that much anymore. The gap is very, very small. For those of you that think I'm picking on Joel Embiid, I'm not. I went to the University of Kansas. I love Joel Embiid. Big fan of Embiid. He's just not the MVP right now. The defensive conversation is interesting because Draymond Green has his own talk show. And Draymond told a story that he was, he, he said, Nikola Jokic can't play defense and he stinks. And it got to Nikola Jokic. And Jokic took that really seriously. He was upset and he improved. And he went up to Draymond a year later and he said, Thank you very much for calling me out. I really needed that because I needed to get better defensively. He's done that. He's a better player, a much better player this year, believe it or not, than he was last year when he won the MVP. Okay, next. With Jokic on the floor, these are advanced numbers. So again, if you just look at points, assists, and rebounds, and you, you, it's okay, that's fine. That's how they used to look at it years ago. Um, that's not how it's done anymore. With Jokic on the floor, the Nuggets are performing at a level on par with the 1998 Bulls. I'm not kidding you. That is how good they are with Jokic on the floor. With Jokic off the floor, this team is every bit as bad as the Detroit Pistons this year. That's how bad the Nuggets are without him, and that's how great they are with him. Player efficiency rating, PER. Jokic, number one in the league, Embiid, number three. Among centers, let's just look at assists here because it's not something that Embiid does that much, okay? Jokic, number three in assist ratio, Embiid, 25th. Jokic, number four in offensive rating, Embiid, 61st. Let me say this again. Jokic, number four in the NBA in offensive rating, Embiid, number 61. Not even close. Jokic does much more offensively, affecting the game with points and rebounds and assists. And his defense is just about on par with Joel Embiid. Embiid's still slightly better defensively, but not a big margin, not like it has been in the past. Embiid, a couple triple doubles. Oh, so he scored 40 points, a whole bunch of 50 points. Jokic has 15 triple doubles, 13 more than Joel Embiid. He does everything, and he does it really, 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 really well. I'll say this again. And I got Jokic. The number was 650. And then I said, you know what? Screw this. I got to get in on this again. I'm going to get in on it again. I double dipped at 600. And my only concern, he is the MVP. He's been the, to this point, he's been the MVP. And Embiid still has to prove that he can stay healthy. My only issue right now is that I think the East Coast voters are going to look at this. They don't watch Nikola Jokic play. Maybe they'll see him two, three times a year. They're going to look at it. They're going to say, well, we see Embiid. We see all the attention that he's getting from the media over here. We're going to completely ignore the statistics, like the, the, the meat and potatoes, the way that we are looking at basketball in a different light now. 
And we're just going to give it to Joel Embiid because he's a great guy. He's a nice guy, and we don't want to give it to Jokic again. Embiid plus 130, Jokic plus 300. I don't even know at plus 300 anymore that I would go at three to one. But I'm telling you right now, Jokic is having a better season than Joel Embiid. And I would actually go as far to say, and maybe I'll bring this up on my show tomorrow, I would go as far to say that Giannis is on par with what Joel Embiid is doing this season. Fascinating stuff to me, but uh, hey, if you want to argue with me or agree with me, hit me up on Twitter, at Holden Radio, at Holden Radio on Twitter. Okay, we're going to wrap the show up. One more look at the All-Star game, talk a little college hoops, uh, maybe a little Major League Baseball, be a potpourri of topics as the final segment of Bet Center is coming up. Again, my name is Holden Kushner. Check out the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers, and this is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. VSN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSN all access to everything we do. From now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. $29? Are you kidding me? Sign up now. Get our daily best bets emails. 24-7 video access. Upcoming college hoops betting schedule. Bracket breakdown. Full access to vcid.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. Deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit vcid.com backslash madness. Sign up today. All right, so I'm going to kind of just run through the gamut here as uh, the show is about to wrap up. Scott Seidenberg's coming up next. Looking forward to checking him out for a little bit. But uh, there was a lot going on today. And again, NFL season ends. People freak out. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to talk about. They were freaking out this weekend. It's like, what are you going to talk about? I said, I know what I'm going to talk about. I got a ton of NBA. We got futures going on. We got the All-Star game. We got slam dunk contest, three-point contest. We got tons of college hoops. I mean, then Jawan Howard gave us, you know, Jawan Howard gave us a ton of stuff to talk about. Hockey, NHL. I mean, I, do I follow the NHL as closely as a lot of insiders do? No, no, I don't. Because I think when it comes down to it, when you're an analyst, 
And I thought Charles Barkley said this the best. It was really funny. I was doing a, a talk show, and this was years ago. And he goes, listen, I, I don't want to do my Barkley impression. It's, it's awful. He goes, listen, man, you're a sports talk show host. There's no way you can be an expert on any more than one, than one sport. There's no way you can do it. And I said, well, I think you could do more than one. You could be very knowledgeable in some. But I have applied that to the sports betting side to where there's only so much information that I can really process and put back up. So how many sports can I really do at the same time? And ultimately, to be a profitable better, for me, I can only bet on two, two sports at the same time. The rest of the time, I'm going to be tailing. And there's also an art to tailing. Don't let anybody say that. If you just go and look at a sheet. Now, VEASAN comes out with a sheet. We've got some of the best bettors in the world. But if you just go on the sheet and sit there and, here we go, we're going to bet this one, we're going to bet this one, we're going to bet this one. I don't think that's a profitable long-term strategy, personally. There are ways to tail. Um, and, and I think that just blind tailing people. Now, maybe Greg Peterson. Listen, Greg Peterson, right? Here's an example we had on tonight. Greg Peterson comes out with his five plays. He is plus money this year. He's, he's plus plus units. If you want to go and you do that, I get it. But I still would not bet the five bets he put up there without at least researching some of it. This is my hard-earned money that I'm putting out there. You know, so even if you're tailing, don't just blind tail. Dig into it a little bit. If it's a sport that you don't know, okay, now college basketball, I know, NFL, I know, baseball, I know, NBA, I'm good. There are better at NBA than me. I can admit it. And I tail a lot and I talk to a lot of smarter people and then I come up with my bets. But I would just say this. Don't blind tail unless it is somebody that you are very, very confident in. I would not take 10 guys' bets and just bet them every single day. I just don't think that that's a profitable strategy. Long term, you're going to get killed. I don't care how good the people are that you are tailing. If you're tailing 10 people every day and you're just betting the whole sheet, it's not going to work out for you. It's not. So again, there is an art to tailing picks. Just about everybody I know in this business tails picks. Okay? But the mattress guy, maybe he doesn't. He comes up with his own stuff. But, you know, for the most part, that's what happens. So, anyways, that's my spiel. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I was told I could do anything I wanted in the last segment, so we'll do that. I will spare you telling you the story about the one year I lived in Vegas and how I ended up losing all my money at Blackjack, taking a cab back home to Summerlin, and then having to run away from the cab driver because I had no money left. Maybe another day we'll tell you about that one. So let's just go down the big stories. First of all, the All-Star Game. Uh, terrific, terrific. NBA All-Star Game, terrific effort there by Steph Curry. 17 threes. He went 17 of 30. And this is what happens when you get the best three-pointer shooter, three-point shooter ever going up against a bunch of guys that aren't bothering playing defense. They started playing defense a little bit later in the game, and you saw what happened. He missed some shots, but ultimately 17 to 30, 50 points, wins the Kobe Bryant award. I had LeBron James for the MVP through a quarter unit down. It was a smaller bet on him being the MVP. He scored 24 points, but he went two of 11 behind the field, hit the game winner, really wasn't close. Also, uh, 223, 323, 323 was the total. Um, I saw what was it? 319 and a half, 321 and a half. I got it at 321 and a half. I believe it got up to 324 and a half. But for the most part, if you bet it before 
today, you probably won. And that's now 14 of the last 16 NBA All-Star games to the over. Don't overthink it. I'm not a huge trends guy, but when something sticks out, just it's just this much that 16 years, yes, the players change. But the format, even though it's changed slightly, the format really doesn't change. Here's the format of the NBA All-Star game. No defense. Don't worry about it. And then maybe the last five minutes we'll play some defense. So you get the best shooters in the world. These guys are shooting threes all the time anyways. They're hitting these threes. Why not? Just bet the over on it. Don't overthink it. You're, it you could be one of the dumbest bettors in the history of the world. All you'd have to do is look at that over every single year, and you're, you're, you're making some money. You're making a profit. Now, as far as the side goes, Vegas did a great job on both the total and the side. The books did a great job on both the total and the side. Uh, five and a half, six and a half. I saw the number at six and a half earlier today. It was a three-point game, so if you backed uh, Kevin Durant, you were doing pretty good. All right, just to recap, my best bet, and it, boy, did it make me, <laughs> it puts me at ease when my man, Greg Peterson, is on my side. Best bet here, Idaho State, Northern Colorado, and it's going to be the Bears of Northern Colorado, minus 12 and a half. Now, Idaho State did beat the Bears by three last week in Pocatello, Idaho. I've never been to Pocatello. I do bet the big sky, though. Um, they've won five of six, has Northern Colorado. They are fourth place in the big sky. And Dylan Koontz, one of the best smaller conference players out there, averaging 21 points, about three assists a game. The Bears of Northern Colorado, 329 in points allowed in the nation. So you say to yourself, wow, how can you back this team? Because Idaho State's offense, remarkably worse than what you see out of North Colorado, North of Colorado's offense. Okay. They're 320th, uh, Idaho State's 320th offense out of 358 teams, Bears 329 in defense. Bears 11th in effective field goal percentage. They average 78 points per game. That's 30th in the nation. They can score. And I think the one, the one Nugget in this game that really pushes it over the top, Idaho State. They've lost 12 of 13 on the road. They're just a really, 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 really bad team on the road. So that's something that uh, I, I've already placed. I placed that bet. And then Peterson comes in and tells me he likes the bet. I'm feeling spectacular about that right now. And I'll cap one other game for you. Indiana at Ohio State. Ohio State, the 18th ranked team in the nation, minus seven, 135 and a half is the total. The Buckeyes are 16 and seven, nine and five in the Big Ten. Okay, this game's in Columbus. Hoosiers won the first matchup big time, 67 51. You're going, whoa, how the heck did, how did they win that game by 60 points? It's not the same Hoosiers team right now. These dudes have lost four straight games. Their senior point guard, Rob Finesse, he's going to miss again. This is going to be a sixth straight game. Christian Lander could miss the game with a leg injury. So you got no point guards going on there. Now, for some reason, Lenardi has Indiana ranked as a 10 seed in his latest projection. I This, to me, this 16-9, 8 in the conference, it's a, more of a play-in team to me than anything else. Now, if they upset the Buckeyes, now we can start talking. They beat the Buckeyes two times in the season. Then I'll start buying into this 10 seed thing for Indiana, but I'm not right now. And the Bucs, they are one game behind Purdue, Wisconsin, and Illinois in the loss column. After their loss to Iowa on Saturday, they are really, really in the mix in the Big Ten uh, regular season title. So the play here, Ohio State, 
minus seven against Indiana. The two plays for me today, these are just recommendations. You don't got to do what you got to do. And like I said, if you tail, do your own research. Don't just turn on Visa and go, oh, this guy said to bet this. Go, don't blind, don't blind bet it. Go research it yourself. Give me Ohio State minus seven, Northern Colorado minus 12 and a half. Those are my two college basketball plays that are coming up for Monday. Thank you very much uh, to our guys behind the scene making this happen today. Thank you very much to the guests too. Greg Peterson for hopping on. Love, love talking to Peterson. I, I don't know if there's a bigger fan of Decent of Greg Peterson than me. My man spread a stare from Run Pure Bets. Appreciate him hopping on. And then uh, Brian Kalbroski from For the Win and Hoops Hype as well. Don't forget to check me out on Twitter at Holden Radio. At Holden Radio. I'll be back uh, tomorrow filling in for Danny Burke on Rush Hour. So look forward to doing that tomorrow afternoon as well. Again, Holden Kushner, Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Thanks for checking out Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.